afternoon and uh, welcome in. It's more of a five o'clock live today. Dennis Fithian with you here, ready to get things underway and give you some uh, some Michigan talk over the next few minutes here, just where I'm at here on this October the 20th as we get ready for Michigan to come off their bye and take on Northwestern, the big house. That's a noon kick. Not as much talked about this noon kick as the one the following week against Michigan State. And guess what? I'll be working some of that Michigan State talk in here as well. I'm going to hit on what Michigan can do better, what they can do better. You know, during the bye week, they said they're going to self-scout and, and and look at where they can improve. We've done the same thing. I've done the same thing. I am going to uh, talk about that. Plus, I have some sound that I want to get to, and that's going to be something that I'm going to try to bring to the table. Uh, every day as I listen out there to what's being said about uh, Michigan, maybe from the coaches, maybe from the players, maybe from the media, maybe from the fans, and bring it to you so you'll have it uh, in one spot. So that's something that I can do, and I will I'll do it. There's a little fun machine that I just played that little opener for. All right. Got that going on. Thanks to uh, my buddy. All right. So, uh before I talk about what Michigan can do better, I wanted to talk about the the season so far in in the off season. We do a lot of uh, well, what if and if they win this game and you know what if it ends up being an eight and four? Is that going to be enough? And now you get to the midway point, and Michigan has gone six and zero. Oh, and you know, somebody asked me like, you know, hey, if if they went through and and won the games that they were supposed to. And you would say like this game, this Saturday against Northwestern, the Indiana game, the Maryland game, those are games that they're supposed to win those. And then you look at the three big ones, Michigan state, Penn state and Ohio state. And if they just went one and three and won the games that they were supposed to, you'd be talking about a 10 win season. And then you'd go back to August and you say, Hey, if you'd have said, then would you take a, a 10 win season? I would have. Uh, taking a 10 win season. But would I take that right now? No, I, I'm not. I'm not taking that. And I don't think anybody's taking that. You know, the, you do have the buy. So you talk about a lot of different things. But at, at this point, I really don't want to concede anything. I, this is not the time for concessions. Like, uh, you know, would you, if you could beat Ohio State, it, it, but you lost to Michigan State and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not entertaining that. I, you know, I think about it, but I, I would, I would say no. No, I would not take an Ohio State win here today on October 20th, Michigan being 6-0, and if it meant that they were going to lose to MSU and Penn State. The one that I might, if even though I just said I wasn't going to get into concessions, if, uh, if you said that Michigan would win the games that they were supposed to, the Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland games, and then the three other uh, big games, MSU, PSU, and OSU, if they could win two out of those three, would you take that right now? Because, of course, I would take if you said, hey, what if Michigan wins the rest of the games? Would you take that? Yes, I would take that. Uh, the only other one, if I am playing this game, and I was saying that I wasn't going to, and now here I am playing it, I would take the win two out of three against Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State, even without knowing which one it was, uh, you get two out of three. 
So if they lost the state, you come back and boy, it, it, you know, you don't like thinking about that. You don't even want to enter that. You don't want that to enter your mind, but you know, enter it for a second, but then you come back and win the rest of the games. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the end, you'd look back, even though I, I was one saying that, you know, this is a must win no matter what, you know, and it'll feel like that. I'll tell you what, if it did go down, like, um, I'm laying out there, Michigan losing to MSU and then having to go through and they, and they would win the other ones for, you know, a week or two. What is it? It's uh Michigan state. So they would have to play Indiana and beat Indiana. Nobody's coming back and saying, Oh, this just season's back on track. But then if they went to Penn state yeah, and won that game and then came back, I, I think that you're going to have to beat Ohio state in that situation where, before you start saying, okay, you know, let's look back and start talking about this being a uh, successful season. All right. So that's where I'm at so far. I'm going to talk about what this team can do better. They've had the bye week. They've got Northwestern coming up and, uh, and yeah, I can say it and you can say it. Hopefully they can use this as a bye week and uh, they can get JJ McCarthy, even that much more sharper, get the offense, wherever it's at to be its best version of itself, getting close to that. Uh, heading into Michigan State Week. So, yeah, uh, and that's going to be part of what I talk about when uh, I get to what they can do better. Let's go to the producer of this show, uh, Rob Diddy. We wanted to test some things out. Rob's coming out. Rob, uh, it's good to see you. Uh, you hear me okay? I do, sir. I do. You got me. All right. Yeah, I want you to tell me, the, uh, Jim Harbaugh, this was at his news conference on Monday. Uh, he was uh, talking about his quarterback conundrum. Now, conundrums my word that was not put to him but uh you know it's not too confusing right now but conundrum sounds good when you talk about uh quarterbacks here but he was asked if he could if he had a feel if he was playing the two quarterbacks as a feel or if it was a set plan here's what he had to say uh both um but it's there's definitely a set plan that's being developed uh, during the week um Plays that he's he's repping, practicing, and and uh, situations planned for him to go into the game, and that's that's growing. It's growing, so it's like our plan here. We were going to do this little segment as a feel, but also uh, we've got a set plan for it. So that was Jim Harbaugh. Did you have a question before I go? I just wanted to ask, how do you feel about the final score of the Michigan and Michigan State game? Do you feel the Michigan's offense with J.J. McCarthy or Cade McNamara is going to be able to dominate against what MSU's done defensively? 42 nothing. Now, that's an inside joke, and I'm trying to teach you. Like, we don't do inside jokes because nobody knows what I'm talking about. That made you laugh, though, because you it was a total inside joke for me and you. 42 nothing, Michigan. How about that? Let's go. Where did you go? All right. Hey, Rob, appreciate it. Thanks so much. Of course. There he is, Rob Diddy. A uh, forty-two nothing. Every time he was picking the Michigan score, his friend uh, named Decrow was always saying he's picking Michigan forty-two nothing. Whatever it was, that was the inside joke. So, you know, when you do that for a couple of years, it's like, and then you do it on the air. It's like nobody knows what you're talking about, but we know what we're talking about, and that was the inside joke part of it. What do I think if I had to pick today? The final score would be between Michigan and Michigan State. And it can change, of course. Uh, seeing what could happen with with Michigan, somebody. Uh, uh, whatever test positive for COVID, you know, if the offensive lines out, you know, that, that could change. I hope so. I don't know. That's a stupid thing to bring up. 
but I don't believe in like I say something and then something happens. And I don't think anybody else thinks I have that kind of power either. I liked how Harbaugh said it. Like, let's say uh, uh, Kate McNamara breaks his chin strap. And, you know, it's nice to be able to have uh, McCarthy in there. It's like, oh, yeah, break his chin strap. That's right. What if that happens? Okay. I think that uh, the winner is going to have to get into the 30s. Uh, for a victory and with the big play ability that MSU has, and I know they were limited to 20 points against the Hoosiers. Indiana did a good job. I, I'm still, I'm, I'm thinking that's way too low. I, I think you got to get to 35. And if I'm picking the score today, I, I like Michigan 35 and Michigan state 30. Now that's how I feel about it. Uh, big time score up and down. That'd be a great game. Of course, Michigan fan, you would take that right now, take it 35, 30 and run with it. I do feel like it's going to be a one score game. It's going to be down to the fourth quarter. I don't think either team blowing out either side. I don't think those are hot takes anything like this is, uh, these are two teams that um, are, are undefeated. The fan bases are, 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 are going nuts, you know, considering what is going to happen for the victor. You know, you, this is what you like. This is what I like. And you know what? You like it too. You love to play in big games where there's a lot at stake. And right now, everything is at stake. You got a undefeated season. If Michigan wins this game and is going to 7-0 and, and, you know, they got their eyes on the top five and you start looking at the rest of the slate and, oh, man, being able to, get revenge after last year, take Michigan state, slap them in the, and then, you know, no, I'm not even considering the other side because I, I remember a very vividly what Halloween night was like uh, last year, the day too, but man, the night. And uh, I don't want to relive that. So it's going to be the, it is setting up for the highest of highs and lowest of lows. and But that's what we're here for. That's what you want. If you don't want, well, they're just playing for pride. It's to, no, no, it's great to have a bunch of things on the line, and, and there are a bunch of things on the line here. So that is awesome. So what, what can uh, can Michigan do better as they've self-scouted? You know, on the defensive side, things, especially the numbers, when you, you look at them compared to Big Ten nationally, you know, they look awesome. Uh, there's a lot of things to like there and a lot of things to like personnel wise when you go through it. I mean, uh, who doesn't like Aiden Hutchinson? Look at the way David Ajabo has, uh, has come on uh, Daxton Hill making plays, whether it's uh, coming up as a run stopper or, or hitting the quarterback or coming up with an interception on his side. Uh, all those things is his counterpart back there. The super senior Brad Hawkins coming up with the big play against Nebraska all the way through. And then, now, there's a lot of things to like, you know, about the linebackers. This was going to be the most interesting position on the defense to me because of the uncertainty. Like I was thinking that, you know, I really liked what I saw from Michael Barrett last year as a linebacker for U of M. And it was especially maybe only this was the one game that really uh, made you feel good. Even though Michigan beat Rutgers, that, that was a, uh, that was a grueling watch. And it felt more right, like relief. I'll take a win, but it was more of relief than, you know, some satisfying victory. But the opening of victory last year against Minnesota was uh, was great. And, and Barrett was a big part of that. You know, all of that, you go in to this year, and I was like, you know what? I know Ross, and I know Barrett, and now they're switching out, going to be 
more like, um, you know, two linebackers uh, in, in a three, four and, you know, a Jabo who was in really quick last year, you could see, uh, you know, that he would have been a candidate. And of course uh, he is uh, Nikhil Hill green getting in there and junior Colson. I saw that both uh, junior Colson and RJ Moten made some midseason uh, all American teams. It's good. All that stuff uh, is good, but yeah, the, uh, the linebackers have been very interesting here, but what can they do better? I, I look to what are the games where they looked vulnerable right at the end of the half against Wisconsin, where they moved the ball, they weren't doing really anything. And then they moved the ball really quick and, and scored a touchdown. I think they hit back-to-back plays on, on Dax Hill. If you go back at, at the end of the, the first half against Wisconsin, I, you know, I feel pretty good about Dax Hill being in position. And if it comes down to, if Michigan's going to win a game or, or, or be in the mix in a one score game, having Dax Hill in a single coverage and, and having him in spots. Uh, I, I like it. So I, I, I'm all, I, I get that part. You're going to get beat on some plays and that's where it comes back to the offensive side. I, I picked this score to be in the the thirties when I looked ahead to Michigan state and that's what's going to take in the second half. You're going to need great defense and, you're going to give up plays. You're going to give up big plays. You're going to give up points and, you know, trying to rely on the defense to try to hold a team down. Like uh, with the offense, not doing anything, Michigan got away with it against Rutgers. They, uh, they didn't get away with it. You know, the offense scored a little bit against uh, Nebraska, but we're going to get more games like Nebraska here, certainly against the, the big three here in the second half where the defense is going to give up plays and uh, it would be nice not to give up like the, the blown coverages. I, I go to the Nebraska game, the first touchdown that they had, that was a blown coverage. And the guy walked in, even though they're pitching to shut out up to that point, you know, it's like, well, it's just one, but it steamrolled into 22 points. And then there was another touchdown. And, you know, as much as I like Nakai Hill green, and maybe it was just a great play because he was up on him and ran him all the way across and ended up, uh, hitting him down the sideline. He ended up taking it in. That, that looked like a great play design. And, uh, but you know, could you say that was another blown coverage? Probably, but not as much as, uh, uh that first one that I believe went to a tight end. So uh, the defense stay away. That, that seems like a simple one. Um, you know, staying away from the, you know, big plays and blown coverages, blown coverages. The, the second part there, you're going to give up big plays, but it's coming back to the offense needing to just be better. And they've been pretty good and in different spots that, you know, there's and McNamara started throwing the ball. And uh, the thing is, he's, I, I was waiting like everybody else for, for air yards and, and being able to deliver the football down the field for big plays, splash plays. And we have seen some of that from McNamara where we have seen where he needs to get better. And this is what Michigan can do better. They can do better on their, Short passing game, but they're short passing. The intermediate passes uh, that I don't know the 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 three quarter throw that McNamara has, marrying it up with some of these passes over the middle, a little low, a little high. That you know he just has to be better at, or the the route needs to be run better at. But getting on that same page, I would I would uh, look for that. If I see if I feel a crispness with the uh, with the passing game, it'll make me feel a lot better about you know, Michigan's chances, even though I'm picking them to win right now against Michigan state is that's the one spot. And you can say, yeah, I don't know about McNamara. If he's really going to be able to, 
he looks like he's got that deep ball coming around, the intermediate throws, the shorter passes. Uh, that's the thing that Michigan uh, can do better. And by the way, you know, McNamara, he's uh, does he need to take more chances? He he He's pretty good at not taking sacks and taking negative plays. That's an awesome thing for a quarterback. Protect the football. Uh, uh, don't ruin a series by getting sacked, being able to get rid of the ball. Uh, but you know, we're going to nitpick, of course, at the quarterback position and, and how you get better. Because at this point, when you're 6-0 and and you're looking at the big three, if Michigan can win the game, it could be a great season. Or win those games, it could be a great season. And and how are they going to do that? Well, they're going to get better in the passing game. And the biggest way that they can get better in the passing game is those intermediate uh, throws. So that's what I see. And speaking of the big story, people don't like uh, – I see a lot of the other media. There's no controversy at Michigan. Nobody – there's nothing to see here. Going out, there's a lot to see, and while it may not be a, a controversy, it may not be a conundrum, it certainly is a hot topic, how to sprinkle in the quarterbacks, how to get them working, uh, the best laid plans or anything. Uh, earlier, I played Jim Harbaugh uh, from his news conference. That audio is courtesy of mgoblue.com. Uh, here is Jim Harbaugh, and this is courtesy of, uh, of Channel 7 and Brad Galley in Detroit, who talked with Jim Harbaugh about those QBs and how to get J.J. McCarthy more burned. We're, uh, you know, continually, you know, every week adding adding more things and planning for him to play in the games. We want to play him as, as, as much as possible. You know, it's great to see both. Cade continues to be an ascending player, and, and so, does, so does J.J. We're excited about both. And you know, also excited about the, the position to know that if uh, your quarterback breaks his chin strap, that, uh, you know, in comes the next guy, and he's going to be really good too. Michigan State. There you go. Break your chin strap, right? Get in. That's the the plan. Uh, two players on the way up, and uh, the plan is to get more McCarthy. I, you know, I think about against Northwestern and, and the the best laid plans, and you get the victory, and defense played well, offense, special teams, everything's going good. I talked about you know McNamara being uh, sharp in the short passing game. It would be getting a really big lead, and then mixing McCarthy in there where he comes in and you see him, I don't know, it wouldn't be under duress, but you see him, we've seen him make a perfect pass down the sideline. We've seen him move around a little bit. Uh, let's see him move the ball down the field. <laughs> let's see his short passing game. Let's see him put that, make the tough throw, you know, between the, the, the corner and the safety down the sideline. We know, uh, that he can really air it out. Let's see him lead a couple drives where you know he's uh, he's putting the ball in the money and uh, seeing what kind of uh, chemistry he can come up with with some of the wide receivers that are going to be there. So yeah, Michigan also could heal up. That would uh, help them as well against uh, MSU and stay out of the infirmary against uh, Northwestern. One more piece of audio and state fans don't like to hear it, but this is a this is a real. This is a uh, a real possibility that Mel Tucker uh, could be uh, taken off just after a, a year and a half, two years here with uh, MSU and taking that LSU job. Now, that's probably uh, you know something that's going to you know take on a, a lot. You're going to know a lot more coming up in uh, a couple of weeks. But here, it you know it's not uh, me, just me, or anybody else. Here was uh, Bruce Feldman on Fox, Feldman working for The Athletic. Uh, if you didn't hear this, here was uh, Feldman uh, talking about the uh, 
MSU coach. Another name to keep an eye on is Mel Tucker and Michigan State. Brady and Matt had just talked about an amazing job he's done now in year two with the Spartans, but I am told that there are some very influential people inside LSU who are really, really high on Mel Tucker. Remember, Mel Tucker was an assistant at LSU on Nick Saban's staff. He knows the SEC very well also, but would he make another move? Remember, he was at Colorado, now Michigan State. Would he make another big move in a short period of time? But this I do know. People inside LSU who matter, they are really high on Mel Tucker. Yeah, yeah well, the answer is maybe. You know, when it comes down, would he make another move and, and that quick? And you know, if you can you can make the uh, uh, the argument, and I think it's the correct one, that it's a job if you're – if you have designs on trying to win the national championship, uh, you can do it. It's a, it's an easier road at LSU because of the recruiting uh, and, and where you're going there. They've, they've just done it a couple of years ago. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's number one on the list there. And, and if I had to pick somebody, it'd be Jimbo uh, because of his ties with the uh, LSU AD right now. But uh, I think Mel Tucker's in there uh, at number two. So if it doesn't work out with Jimbo, and you know LSU's writing big checks. Then work out with Jimbo. Then it could be, it could be Tuck coming down to uh, Baton Rouge. All right, thanks uh, for uh, tuning in, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for Rob uh, Banker for the uh, question. That is going to do it. Have yourself a great night, day, whatever it is.